Welcome. Y saludos, amigos. Pura vida. I like that. Y nosotros te presentamos Revenge of the Pod. A pop culture pod primarily focused on film and television. I'm your host, Luigi. This is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back. And uh, thank you for holding down, Luigi, while I was away. I tried. I tried. Tried to make sure the ship didn't fall apart, man. Uh, we're excited to have you with us today, guys. We've got two guests on the show. Uh, first is frequent guest and recent guest host, uh, Eric. How you doing, Eric? Uh, doing good, brother. Thanks for having me back so soon, guys. Uh, no, hey, we we missed you that much, you know? We had to do it. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back this episode, for sure. Jason, and who is our other guest? Oh, you know, just somebody that uh, I held in my hands when he was a baby. Um, I think even Eric held him in, in his arms, too, you know? Did he choke <laughs> He was my he was my uh my beer pong my beer pong ball getter dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you found, you found a few words that uh you weren't supposed to, and I got in trouble for it. Uh, so yeah, so uh yeah, introduce yourself, buddy. What up? What up? It's uh me, Joel Hernandez, and um Jason's nephew. Hey guys, uh he's being a little modest. He uh my my boy's a an artist, uh, a musician. Uh, what's your what's your handle on YouTube? My handle? Yeah, yeah, you have a, you have a, you have a, oh yeah, a, a thing on YouTube, right, where you release your music? Yeah, so I release my music on YouTube and SoundCloud, um, mainly for right now. Uh, like I said, my name is Joel Nandes. So search it up on YouTube. I have three songs that are already out, and if you guys want to listen to it, go ahead and yeah, enjoy. He sounds like a up and coming Juice World guys. That's kind of what he talks about in his music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to say that again in the plugs, all right? Plugs at the end as well. Do not forget. We got a few to plug right now. All right, yeah. so let's get into this. Jason, how you been? Huh? Oh, I've been great, dude. Um, Obviously, while I was away, I went to Costa Rica. Again, I appreciate you guys for holding it down for me. I just want to give some key points of what I did when I was in Costa Rica because I'm sure you guys want to know, right? Let's go. Do you listeners want to know? Okay, cool. So, as far as animals that I saw, I saw dogs, I saw cows, I saw horses, um, saw squirrels. Now nah, I'm fucking with y'all. I, I did see those animals though. But, I was all, damn, damn dog, <laughs> this is a bad start. I'm just kidding, bro. No, no. <laughs> now nah, I'm fucking with y'all. So I was gone for uh, seven days. We went to a couple locations. Uh, La Fortuna. It was a, um, it was a volcano like area. Uh, honestly, dude, I was expecting it to be really fucking hot because it's a rainforest and humid. And uh, when we got to La Fortuna, it was not that at all. Uh, we went to this place uh, to go eat. It's called Rainforest Cafe, not the chain restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> dude, trust me. Uh, uh, Jamie, uh, my girlfriend, she put it on the itinerary. We're like, why the fuck are we going to Rainforest Cafe? And she's like, it's not a chain. I swear to God, it's just because we're in a rainforest, and they just named it Rainforest Cafe. And honestly, bro, fucking amazing ass food, amazing ass drinks. <laughs> Definitely recommend it. I, I just like every American I bet was like, oh my god, should I try this place? Like, but no, you you got to try that place if you're in La Fortuna. Rainforest Cafes, really good. Jason, you want to know what's fucking hilarious about that? You guys were talking about it in the previous podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I had to bring it up. 
Ooh, all right. What uh, else, man? What you got uh, for us? Yeah, it was cool. So yeah, so while we were there, we did the the hanging bridges. So we got to walk over like all the you know over the rainforest, which amazing views. I know I send you guys photos and videos, but like honestly, it doesn't do it justice, man. Like you just have to be there, and I'm sure you guys have visited other places, and I'm sure you guys are gonna say the same thing. Like, damn, you're trying to take a good photo or a video, and you're like. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look what I'm seeing right now, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that was that. And then, uh, as far as uh, during that during that trip, we saw a sloth on our very first day. Our literally our literally first day, we saw a sloth with uh, a mama sloth with a baby sloth just hanging on the tree. We were driving. We had a tourist, and he like pulled over and he's like, "Oh shit, there's one up there," and that's literally the only time we saw a sloth. Like, literally the first day. So what fucking luck though? That's dope. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, man, we had a good tourist. He was fucking hilarious, bro. Um, I- I'm gonna try to do my best of like mimicking him, because uh, he knew English, but like you know he had that broken English. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had I that central exactly Brooklyn English. It wasn't like broken English, like a Hispanic, like a Mexican, right? He was like a. Was it more Caribbean, like ours? <laughs> I'm gonna try and do it throughout the podcast to see if I can do it, but like. One thing that he always said was like, oh, oh my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, uh, oh, my God. Uh, how do you, that's how he said it the whole time. His name was Julio. Shout out Julio. I doubt he listens, but um, he was great. Uh, he pissed us off a couple times because miscommunications on the tour guides, but, you know, it was it was whatever. They have a lot of stuff to do. Uh, after that, we went to this place called Rio Celeste is where, like, the river was, like, fucking Gatorade blue, like, not the dark. Saw blue, that. That saw that. Yeah. Uh, you cannot swim in that because of the the the, the sulfur, um, but it was like the nicest waterfall I ever seen in my life. It was fucking amazing. Looks beautiful. Yeah. Dude, it was dope. Uh, and then after that, we went to Monte Verde, which is also known as the Cloud Forest, because uh, we go high up in elevation and the clouds are passing by, and uh, we got to zip line. I got to like bungee jump, free fall, so that was pretty cool. We saw the pretty much the Costa Rican bird. Like I couldn't take a picture of it because it's so rare to find. Um, but some of the the guys that were taking a zip lining were going up on the on the tram, and they stopped the tram because they saw they spotted the bird. Uh, it's called the Quetzal bird. Um, it's a fucking beautiful bird, dude. Like the yeah, hey, I'm looking at it right now. It is beautiful. Yeah, dude. Uh, it has like uh, the wings are like green. The back is green. Its face is either green or yellow. Uh, its belly, it's red, and like mm-hmm. its tail is like blue. But oh my god, like it's fucking, it was amazing bird, and we we got to see it, so that was dope. Uh, we got to see a white faced monkey just chilling in the restaurant where we went to go get breakfast, so that was pretty cool. It looked like he wanted us to feed him, but we could we can't do that because it's illegal in Costa Rica. You're not allowed to feed any of the wildlife in Costa Rica. So if you guys ever go, don't do it. Uh, don't get saw, arrested, boy. Yeah, we saw a keel build toucan. Uh, very similar looking to the Fruit Loops toucan, but a little bit more colorful. So that was cool. We saw some vipers, a little baby snake. Uh, I know I sent you guys a picture, but we that was a picture through a binocular. Our tour guide found it in the dark. It was tiny, bro. It was like probably the size of your middle finger, maybe. That's how big that thing was in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after that, we went to Hako Beach and Tortuga Island. Uh, where it was hot as fuck, uh, but we got uh, plenty of drinks for free. We went snorkeling. 
Uh, we saw Parrot. Uh, dude, it was, overall, it was a good time. Very affordable. I highly recommend it. Um, the last thing I would probably would say was is the Costa Rican dogs. Dude, everywhere we went, there was just stray dogs, but like they were owned, I guess. Not really owned, but people... They were like a community dog. Yeah, they were community dogs, dude. And we kept running into a lot of dogs. And we stayed there for multiple days. People fed them. There are a lot in the restaurants, like, because most of the restaurants are like open patios. And there are a lot to walk in there and no one cares. And which is okay. You know, like all of us are okay with it because we all love dogs, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Costa Ricans cater to Americans a lot. And Americans love dogs. So you kind of feel like you kind of want to take those dogs home. But like, you know what? They're living their best life. They're walking around doing whatever the fuck they want. Uh, getting shocking, they don't fight with each other. That's cool. Um, some of them barked at each other, but it was kind of more like a uh, hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, dude, and lastly, when I came back after my trip, um, I worked from home one of those days, and someone came to knock on our door. and I guess he, he was trying to sell me some uh pest control stuff, although. We already had our stuff locked up. But he's like, hey, man, just wanted to let you know there's uh, your neighbor spotted some Black Widows. Uh, just wanted to see if you need some pest control. I was like, no, we're good. And I was wearing my Costa Rica. I got a souvenir. And the guy's like, wait, hey, did you go? He was like, oh, Costa Rica? That's dope, man. I was like, oh, yeah, I just came back yesterday. He was like, oh, awesome. And then we started talking about Costa Rica. Like, where'd you go? Blah, blah, blah. And literally after he left, like when he's like saying bye to me, he's like, oh, I was like, oh, anyways, have a nice day, man. Thank you. You know, I appreciate it. He's like, pura vida, dog. I was like, oh, shit, Buda Vida, bro. Because uh, that's just the same that they do in Costa Rica. Uh, which is, uh, obviously, it means pure life, but, like, it's just a saying that Costa Ricans say. And if you if you, if you you guys go to Costa Rica, you're, that's for the next week, you're, that's all you're going to say. Because it really does feel like that. Like, the whole trip just felt very uh, amazing. And I highly recommend it. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> all right, all right. Cool, man. That sounds good. I had one update. Finally listened to the Rosalia album, uh, Motomami. Gotta admit, man, I would I would recommend it to just about anybody. It is a damn good album. I'm sad that I missed it last year. Check that shit out, guys. Rosalia, Motomami. Uh, trailers. Let's get into it, boys. Uh, Jason, I actually watched one that's coming out on Apple TV+. Plus. I don't know if... Uh, your, our guests have seen it either. It is the Tetris. It is the story of Tetris. Apparently, it's going to star Taron Egerton or Edgerton. <clears throat> and the inventor of Tetris was Russian. Did you guys know this? I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. He, even, he goes to the Soviet Republic to try to get rights for the game. It actually looks like a really, really interesting story. It's coming out March 15th. I like Taron Egerton and pretty much everything. So. I mean, I'm I'm definitely interested in watching that. I mean, Tetris, bro, right? I mean, that's what we grew up on. Yeah, it's interesting that it's interesting that they've got a full on story about it. I'm like, oh, I'll I'll take I'll take a a shot at it. It's on Apple TV Plus. Why not? Uh, have you seen the Air Jordan trailer? It's coming out April fifth. Dude, I have not. I have not. Oh wait, oh, it's wait. Not- Jordan's uh, the guy that created Nike, right? And they created yes. okay with Matt Damon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw the preview. I'm interested as well. Uh, last one for me is Chevalier. 
Uh, it's a period piece from Searchlight Pictures about the French violinist turned revolutionary. If I'm not mistaken, he was a general in the Revolutionary War. He was also a great fencer. Uh, he grew up in French society as one of the only Afri- men of African descent. It looks good, man. And it is based on a true story. So that one definitely, you know me and my period pieces. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. <laughs> check, check, check the trailer. Tell me it isn't interesting looking. You know, I haven't. Seen Eric, it. you're you're French. I'm sure you want to see it. Yeah, simply because I'm French, I want to see it. Do you do you not want to see it? <laughs> dude, I have no idea what this is, but it involves France and a black dude. I'm in. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you're all on principle, Doug. I'm gonna watch yeah. it. Damn right. Um, damn right. Well, maybe something that we've all seen as growing up as kids. Um, Peter and Wendy uh, trailer had just came recently came out for it. I don't know if you guys saw the movie Hook or the Disney movies Peter Pan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer the, came out. There's the gonna book be a that light- it's based on all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a a movie coming out for uh, Peter Pan, a live action. It kind of looks pretty cool, man. Jude Law is the Hook, Captain Hook. Yeah, it's it looks like. I I still am of the feeling that it looks like it's still going to be more of a kid's movie. I mean, yes, I agree. We were talking off, but I agree that it's probably going to be better than Pinocchio. Uh, But that's, that was a pretty low bar. That was a pretty low bar. Really? I don't know. I kind of like the trailer. Did you see the trailer yet, Eric? Uh, I have not. And I, 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 you know, you guys know my history with, with, you know, children's shows in Disney. I don't even, I don't think I've ever seen a Peter Pan or Hook or any of those movies. Well, yes. Uh, you would like Hook as a kid. Robin Williams? No, I have not. Uh, hey, I thought you're I not had, alone. But, but I haven't seen it yet. I didn't see it till I was an adult. So, but I even I was like, man, I wish I'd watched this as a kid. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm alone in this one, guys, because uh, I know it's for sure my nephew hasn't. So, <laughs> uh, this is a good right. movie. Like, I don't know why more more people haven't seen it, but yeah, Peter Pan and Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan and Wendy coming out soon. I think this year, I think. Um, I didn't get the release date on this one, but uh, the trailer just came out, so I'm pretty sure it's coming real soon. Pending any delays, right? Yeah, true. All right, that's it for our trailers. Let's get straight into TV land. Jason, you got some stuff you cut up on, huh? Yeah, yeah, I I definitely want to. Um, I'm going to be briefly on the show Atlanta. Uh, Season 3 and Season 4 came out last year. Uh, I remember I was talking about it in our previous pod a little bit like early on when we started. I think we're in our year anniversary coming up pretty soon, Luigi, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, season three and season four came out. I finally saw it on my flights, you know, delays, all that stuff that I, I, I was able to see. What I was able to watch both seasons. <sighs> Amazing, bro. Highly recommend it. I know you haven't seen any of Lana yet, but I highly recommend all four seasons. If I had to rank all seasons... I probably put season one as my number one, season four as my number two. No, scratch that. Season two is my number one, season four is my number two, season one is my number three, and then season three is my least favorite. Um, there's an episode where they make fun of, not make fun of, but uh, the Goofy movie, right? A Goofy movie? Yeah. You guys all seen that one, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, Eric, you haven't seen it, huh? No, no, I'm not. Eric, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what? Okay. 
it's it's crazy to me that you have it because you grew up with you know your brothers, right? Everyone has it. it it's been said that uh, a goofy movie was pretty much for the black culture, and they fucking tag onto this and they make it a mockumentary about the goofy movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is fucking hilarious, dude. Um, I highly recommend it. That's on season four, I think episode eight or nine. But it is hilarious, dude. I you got to watch it. Uh, see, they pretty much the premise of it is a, they hire someone on accident to be the CEO of Disney because his name was the same as a guy that they were trying to hire who was white, but he wasn't. <laughs> so <laughs> it was this whole premise, like how like a goofy movie was made, and oh, dude, it's just the way these episodes are made are just very well written. I would say, and like a lot of metaphors compared to it. Like, I highly recommend it. I think this this show is honestly ahead of its time. Um, yeah, it was awesome, dude. Uh, so, really quickly, let me just let me just ask this real quick, Luigi. Have you not seen Atlanta? No, you can spoil it though. It's my fault for not catching up now. No, so. no, I'm not gonna spoil it. All I'm gonna say, I'm is just this. saying, it's all good. <laughs> no, no, this is this is an honest review, right? Because when I say this, and I'm not talking about like you know, like any specific category, but Atlanta is the best show in the last like five years as far as original creativity and content, not falling into like, you know, Game of Thrones is cool, but we've seen shows like Vikings and all this other stuff, right? And there's and there's like mobster shows and drug dealing shows, but this in itself stands, it's, it's a sketch show, it's a drama, it's everything, and it's one of the most original things I've ever seen and I think it's one of the best just works of television in the last five to ten years. I know I still don't understand why I haven't watched it. Well, <laughs> that's, that's, it man. that's like the best way I can put it. And yeah, it, okay. it, has, it gives you a little bit of everything. Uh there's comedy, like you said, there's comedy, drama, just like but, but it's that's just so creative. That's yeah. the beautiful thing about it is imagine, you know, Dave Chappelle is considered a sketch show, right? Because he would make yeah. sketches. This is a TV show that has its own characters and its own storylines, but they, but Donald Glover has found a way to interject sketch show comedy into it. So he does these sketches, but he t- it's dude and just it's, watch it's, the show yeah. and enjoy. It's fucking some of the best television. All right, all right, I'll have to watch it. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, you have to watch it, but pay attention. Uh, uh, speaking of paying attention, uh, another movie that I saw that you didn't. That you don't really have to pay attention to. You just have to go in there and have a good time. Cocaine bear. <laughs> Dude, Cocaine bear. <laughs> honestly, you don't have to go to theaters to watch that movie, it, in my honest opinion. Because after I come out, I was going into this movie. It was like, all right, Cocaine Bear, the title. is like, this bear is going to be on cocaine. I'm going to fuck some shit up. And guess what this movie did? A bear, a bear did fuck some fuck. shit up on cocaine. <laughs> Bro, when that, when they first released the title of the movie, I thought to myself, like, has Hollywood lost all creativity? And then I watched the movie, and I was like, this is the perfect name for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is honestly, it was everything that you wanted. Uh, Ray Ray Liotta's uh, last movie that he filmed, R.I.P. Um, it was just fun, dude. It was I enjoyed every second of it. I'm glad I went to go see it. It was everything I need that I needed from that film. Like I was not going in there to be like, "All right, I want an Oscar performance." You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I hear that bear, bear performed pretty well. Yeah, the bear probably deserved <laughs> your performance. Um, but yeah, dude, it was a. 
highly recommend it. Um, don't it maybe don't go watch it in theater if you want to wait for another blockbuster. That's cool, but when it comes out in theaters, I highly recommend it. Go watch it. it, especially if you're stressed out from work. You know, we all get stressed out from work coming from home from work. It's an hour and thirty five minutes, super easy watch. You watch it and you're just like, that was cool. <laughs> you know, uh, bearish fuck some shit up and it, it's just it was funny. I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, again, not an Oscar winner, but I just enjoyed it. It was a good time. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I'm, yeah, I'm probably gonna wait till that one comes out streaming because, you know, I already went to see another movie. And... Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I actually have a take for those uh, in the early teens and families. This is one of those where you're like, oh, you could get everybody to watch it. Uh, it's not amazing, but it's enough. Was uh, we have a ghost on Netflix? Not a great, amazing movie. I wouldn't recommend it to the homies just chilling. Okay, but if in your, you're in a family situation where everybody has to agree on something to watch, that's probably going to be one of those movies. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what's what's the premise of this movie? Because it's this kid that moves into a new house with his family, and then. It turns out that there's a ghost there, but he's not afraid of it. They befriend the ghost, and it turns into this whole chase um, for, like, the government wants the ghost now. And by the end, you find out what happened to the ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like... Kind of like what? Kind of like Casper. Yes, yes. <laughs> Similar to Casper, except, I mean, not as, like... David Harbour isn't as cute as cuddly, and cuddly as... Casper. Oh, yeah. Casper, you wouldn't hug this ghost? Probably not. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. Um, (laughs) Didn't give me the didn't give me the hug vibes. (laughs) Uh, Louisa, you you hit it like right on the head when you said like if you're in a family environment because they they Netflix gets you, man. They put Anthony Mackie in the picture, like Mm -hmm. they make it look funny, and you're like, okay. And then I started watching it, and I was like. You know, for me to just be sitting on the couch here, like I'm gonna watch something else. But if you have kids, it's it's it, I could see it being an enjoyable movie. Oh no, that's exactly what it is too, right? Because you're like, I could be watching something better than this, but then you're like, but could this kid here watch something better than this right now? Yeah. Probably not. And I'm yeah. not gonna watch another friggin' cartoon. I will watch this movie. I'm fine with that. <laughs> not uh, the cartoon episode that i've watched five thousand times right yes yes so <laughs> it's definitely a good one for families yeah i wouldn't recommend it to the boys wouldn't recommend it to the boys um next one for me are i have a couple late hot takes eric i know you heard me talk about this one and you've seen it the harder they fall starring jesus do you have do we have time to name them all <laughs> hey, i mean it's jonathan jonathan majors uh, we've got Lakeith Stanfield, we've got Idris Elba, there's Zazie Beats, Dina King. Uh, God, that's not, I'm still forgetting people. It's a, it's a, it's an all black Western. Yeah. Uh, and they're all, they're all real people from the time period, although the situation is all made up. It's, it's, it's a Western with a definite, uh, style. I, I, I that one I, I recommend to the boys. That one you should definitely watch. I agree. I like thoroughly enjoyed that movie. <laughs> That's a and and uh, I will say that like um, I I thought it was gonna be like 
and I'm not trying to bring anything into this, but I thought it was going to be like a little bit of a woke movement type movie, but mm. that's not what it was. That's not what it was at all. It was genuinely just a good Western with an all-black cast, and it told a great story, had great action, gunfights in it. It's a good movie. I would highly recommend that for anybody. Yeah, it had like a modernized feel, and the music was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was it went hard. It was a good movie. Uh, I, it went hard? The harder they fall? Oh, oh. Uh, and Jason, Jason, I got one for you. You've been telling oh. me to watch it. So before I say I watched it, because the first thing I know you're going to do is be like, I've been telling you, dog. I know you've been. I know you've been, dog. <laughs> uh, Batman Year One, man. I watched Batman Year One. What'd you uh, think? I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. Right. Uh, the only thing that bothered me is Batman's voice. I just wasn't. Yeah, it's not our iconic. Um... Even at that, other people have played Batman better. I'm like, I didn't like yeah. who, whoever it was. I was not feeling it. I think, uh, Eric, if I'm not mistaken, I told you to watch it. I think you watched it too, right? Uh, I put it into the queue. I put like the, the killing. I put like one Joker one in, that one in, but I have not gotten to it yet, brother. Oh, okay, okay. It follows the story of Commissioner Gordon and his way to becoming commissioner um, from when he was a detective that moved to Gotham. And then it follows like the beginnings of Bruce Wayne turning into Batman up until he's like fully established as Batman and has done some serious uh, stuff to the criminal underworld. Yeah, like it's struggling as Batman. Like you're not perfect in your first year as a rookie, you know? What I loved about it was that it didn't really have any of these. Like, he's got a huge rogues gallery, but I feel like we forget at times that that the mob was his original villains, and a story with just the mob is pretty damn good with Batman. Right, because, I mean, that's who killed his family, essentially. So he's trying to just take down the whole city. We forget, like, how fucking twisted Batman really is, like, deep down inside as a kid. Yeah, I we I personally loved that loved that animated film. I'd recommend it. Just know you're going to be disappointed by uh, Bruce Wayne's voice. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, man. <laughs> All right, uh, next up. So I'm thinking we move into. We've got a few more things for you guys, but I'm thinking we move into Last of Us episode eight. What are you guys thinking? I agree. Let's do that. All right, Eric, have you have you watched this episode? <laughs> no, I was gonna watch it tonight after we recorded, but go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Do you okay. think, Playboy? Are you are you yeah. sure? Yeah, dude. It, it, listen, it's not. I, I mean, I'm still gonna watch the show. I'm still gonna enjoy it. I, it's perfectly fine. Go ahead. All right, all right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, first thoughts, Joel. First thoughts. I really enjoyed watching the episode. Just like seeing. The perspective of Ellie style towards um, just like when she sees Joel in pain, she wants to take in charge and not leave him behind because she's the only Joel's the only thing that can like a father figure to her because during the apocalypse, she was all alone, all by herself. And then as we see her progress as a person and like evolve, we can see that she's taking all the all the how do I say it? Surviving tactics from Joel and using it to survive on her own. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Dude. The episode opens up pretty intensely too. Like she's she's freaking out. She looks like she's about to starve. He's he his wound look much better, right? Or was that just me? 
Oh, dude, it's getting infected. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. Oh, he's <laughs> going to die right here. I mean, I know, I've played the game, so I know it's going to happen, but still, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, Come on, let, let's be real. Yeah. We well, we watched, I mean, come on, it's The Last of Us with Pedro Pascal, bro. We, well, obviously, never mind uh, Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. And also noticed, I don't know about you guys, but did you notice that the the episode opens up with, I don't know how you guys felt about David, but in the game, you're not sure about him. In this one, uh, you see that he's also a preacher and he's preaching to his flock about a man who has died. Even in that moment, I felt like something was wrong. Like there was just an air of like, everyone looked sad, but also really scared of him. Or was that just me? Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys saw that? Uh, honestly, man, I was blind. Like I said, I, I didn't play the game. So I was like, all right. Cause you know, you played the game. So you knew about David. I didn't. I was like, all right, where, where is this going? Cause, but to a point I was like, yeah, I, I guess kind of, but like, I didn't really get the sense of all of it, but as it moved forward, I was like, all right, cool. Well, what, what's happening? Like, where are we going? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now me, I want to hear your take since yeah, you went in blind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went in blind. Um, I, um, I, I, I saw I saw a video of someone explaining it because they played the game and both uh, watched the show. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, I kind of wish this episode would have been two episodes. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I wanted a little bit more of David because like he didn't really towards the end. Like, I feel like it did. And he's right. I feel like it did go a little bit too fast. I, I feel wanted, like a lot of these episodes have gone a little too fast. I feel like a lot of them could have been doubles, man. You know what? It could have been, you know what? The whole Last of Us game probably could have been two seasons, right? What it sounds like. I, I think so. I think it could have been two seasons. They could have written a lot more into the story. Do, Surprisingly, do you... like, I mm-hmm. wanted them to add a lot more to the story. Now that I'm watching, I'm like, you guys could have done a good job. You kept all the most important things from the game. You could have added so much to it. I, I agree. And not to say that I'm not loving the show. I am absolutely loving it. But I think this David episode, I think, could have benefited for being two episodes. And the guy was right. I totally agree. Because uh, I, I think I kind of wanted Ellie to trust David a little bit more. Dude, in the game. I'm t- I'm, I'm going to go off right now. In no, no, the game. Right, yes, right. The guy said it. the same thing. Talk about it. Go ahead. Preach. Yes. In the game, they fight off like a horde of zombies together. Together, like back to back in small areas, helping each other get up ladders getting each other uh, to escape from certain areas, literally watching each other's back for a while. So you start, they have to like survive the night almost. Right. So you start trusting them. And then, and so, so in the game, you're starting to like, all right, this guy's here to help me. And then you later find out that he knows that you killed one of his own. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. I'm going to go back to the zombie thing before. Cause you, Oh, yeah, you literally have like a moment where you're in a cabin and they're coming through the windows. Then you go, you have a full on chase scene throughout a certain section. Then you have to get, a, you have to maze your way through more of them. And then by the end, you have to fight a bloater. Like there's a bloater and clickers all converging on one room on you. And none of that is gone. And right after that's over, he's looking out the window. He's like, do you hear that? And she's like, 
quiet. He's like, exactly, they're gone. And then he starts telling her the story, like, crazy how things happen. That I found you here, we were able to survive together. You know what else? And then obviously he goes into that story about how he knows who she is. I'm like, man, it would have been, it would have felt like a bigger build because they were surviving all this together, bonding through survival. Yeah, I feel like they should have kept that, like them fighting the to critters, like like you said, clickers and what's that big ass thing? What's it called? A bloater. A bloater. I think that would have been perfect because that moment, that one scene, right, where they're like, she's like, where he's like talking to her, is like, you should be a part of me. And like, she holds his hand, like, she's really going to. And I think that scene would have been a lot more powerful if we would have seen, like, is he really a good person or is he not kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, Joel tells Ellie, like, don't trust anybody, even if they seem good. Don't fucking trust them. And I feel like it was kind of rushed. And I think all of that, like, that you were saying, would have been perfect. Perfect that, like, they both have to rely on each other to kill clickers. Amazing, dude. That would have been amazing. Like, that's my only knock on it. But that's only me after listening to people reviewing it because they played the game. But me as a first-time watcher, the whole episode, amazing. No knocks on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, you know, <laughs> that would have been cool if it would have been extended because there was a moment where I was like, this is kind of rushed. And then after learning about what happened in the game, I was like, it was rushed, you know? What I did appreciate, though, is that you get to see him as, like, a ruthless leader. Because you don't see much of that at all in the game. You know that they're cannibals. You know that he's their leader. And you know that he has, like, different... Uh, he he wants Ellie for his his own perverted, creepy reasons. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's, a, he's a... Definitely was on Jeffrey Epstein's uh, flight list. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think so. Yeah. And it's just that I was appreciative that I got to see. Like, he slaps that little girl ruthlessly and says, like, pretty much, I am God. You need to listen to me. That's that's some cult stuff right there. And yep. it was impressive to watch, like, the that he was able – the actor commanded the room pretty well. I thought he, he did. did a pretty good job. I agree. I agree. He did a great job. And uh, it was fun to see the guy that uh, voiced Joel – you know? Oh, yeah. He was the right-hand man. Yeah, James. the guy with the machete. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. He voiced the Joel in the game. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was cool. Like, you know, I know we talked about it previously, about a lot of these characters that voice the characters in the game are in the show, which is awesome. Yeah. Huge homage to them. Hats off to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys see the, like, the, you know, after the episode and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to see a little bit, not a lot. I saw that it was extremely cold in Calgary when they were doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when Ellie is talking to them when she's like, and Buddy Boy over there too. That's straight out of the game, but that's also, she was saying that it was like negative five degrees that day. And by that point, her she was talking funny because she was so cold. I was like, no kidding. That must have been a weird feeling to have to act in that kind of cold weather. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do as actors. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not going to say too, too much, but I think you could see it after this. I feel like there's going to be a considerable change in Ellie. The last two episodes, we've gotten to see a lot of acting out of Bella Ramsey, which was, thank God, because I felt like we weren't getting any any good lines for Ellie. I was like, I don't really like this version of Ellie in the game. She's way more likable. Uh, this version of Ellie was kind of, she bothered me a bit. I was like, ah. 
you're just constantly combative, not actually like listening to anything. And I know people perceive teenagers that way, but these few episodes really explain her a lot better and gave her character some depth. So I'm thinking in this next, because the next one is the I finale. On purpose, though. Yeah, I think they might have. You know might I mean? have, but I, like I really her. liked her in the game, like <laughs> throughout most of the game. I mean, you can't like her always. Like, honestly, I think that's what you want to show when you're creating something. You want to hate a, either, you're going to do a couple things, right? Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, did the, and that's premise of the good show, right? Like, at first, you either hate a character and you're growing up to like, oh, you know what, I kind of like this character now. Or vice versa. You love a character and like, oh, God damn, he's making the fucking wrong moves. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the same thing, I think that's what happened with Ellie. Character Joel, growth. You kind of like him and then you're just kind of like, you, you're doing the wrong moves. Like, dude, just, just fucking love her. I know you lost your daughter, but like, mm-hmm. she needs you. And then with Ellie's like, stop being so standoffish you know what i mean and i think that's the premise of a good show and that's why i think we're enjoying it because you see the conflict and the character development with all these characters and even the side characters which is crazy i know the side characters get to live like a lifetime in an episode so that's nice yeah like dang you really get to eat up the screen i'll say uh that scene when joel's trying to find ellie jesus that is just like in the game, and I'm so happy they did it because it shows how ruthless Joel is when he grabs those two guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's stabbing the, the knife in his knee and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it shows you how Joel used to be back in the day. We haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Remember that one scene where Tommy and Joel was like, well, we used to kill pe-. Remember what we used to do back in the day? And we don't know about it because we've we seen Joel as a nice person the whole time. And we're like, oh, that's what he used to do. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there the best line though was "Don't worry, I believe him," and he just fucking kills the guy. Yeah, that shit. Uh-huh. That scene was dope. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. I think uh, I think you're gonna see a different dynamic for Joel and Ellie in this next episode, and it's very interesting. That you're gonna get to see how Ellie was born immune. That's what it looked like in the preview. And that's not out of the game at all. This is just previews. Uh, you can see a pregnant woman, which I'm thinking is Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie, who plays uh, Ellie's mom in the show. And she's pregnant, being chased by a an infected. So I'm guessing we're going to get the explanation that's going to have to do with her getting bit while she's in labor, possibly. Mm, I didn't see that on the next episode. Yeah, the preview for the next episode. I'm excited, too, because there's some really cool things from the game uh, that I would love to see. And I saw some of it is there. There's a specific scene. And you're going to be like, what? But there's a specific scene with giraffes that I would really like to see. <laughs> so we'll see if it shows up in the show. <laughs> Zoo or something? Uh, you'll see. It's I can't really explain it without giving it away. And it's it's kind of, it's it's a beautiful scene. So. I definitely want to see that in played out in uh, live action. Okay, and and lastly, at the very end, where she just ended up fucking demolishing David, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she gets out, right? Yeah. And um, she's freaking out. She doesn't know where fucking Joel is, obviously. Joel sneaks up behind her. She's thinking it's somebody else, and she's freaking out. And he's trying to calm her down. He's like, hey, it's me, it's me, it's me, baby girl. It's me. 
That's that's the first time he's called her that. And I think it was like a flashback to like he's seen her as his daughter and she's seen him, you know, is, is that moment right there is like, that's it, Joel, that's his daughter. You know what I mean? I think he finally was willing to like open up in that moment, like where she didn't leave him and she stitched him up. Like they both, they're both like kind of terrible people. Right. But they both love each other. Like nobody else without having to say that they love each other. Cause they know they're all they've got. Yeah. It's, it's intense. It's, it was really nice to see him finally like get to that point. Uh, Cause Ellie's been there. Like she's been, she's been honest about like, Hey, you're the person I want to be around. And it it was nice to see that. In the yeah. So it's like, no, you know what? Leave. He was like, don't you fucking talk about my daughter like that? Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. Get out of here, Tommy, you know? And the yeah. moment I'm here, it's okay, baby girl. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, that's when he like kind of, holy shit. Like I see my daughter in you and I need to protect you. So I think, yeah, like you said, the whole dynamic in the next episode, I think it's going to be crazy. Obviously, they're going to end it. Us wanting more, and we have to wait for another fucking two years to see what the fuck happened. Obviously, you probably know what happens, but... I do. uh, It is (laughs) tragic. Like, the whole game... I mean, you've seen every episode. The whole game is just tragedy over and over and over. Like, it's, it's, it's great, though. Like, you grow to love all these characters. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. Uh, I will say this. Jamie and I were pretty upset. They're like, wait, season episode nine? That's the last one? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's been amazing so far. If you guys haven't seen this show, I'm sorry we're spoiling it for you. But honestly, even me, us talking about it, I don't think it's a spoil. You guys just got to go watch it. It's amazing. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff we didn't talk about that has to do with uh, David's cult. So, yep. <laughs> you could, which again, I love that they added that in. It showed the amount of power that he held over these people. But anyway, we got to move on. We got to move on to the next thing. So, sorry. We wow, had was, go- did you just play the Star Wars theme on the radio? I, I'm, that was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. Grammy uh, nominee. Oh, I <laughs> oh, appreciate that, bro. Uh, Mando's episode season three, episode one came out. Eric, did you Ooh. see this one, bro? Yeah, you saw it, what yeah, you- bro. What did I think? Yeah, yeah. Well, well I mean, what'd you think? It was episode one, you know, we're just. It's feel it's a feeler episode for sure. Um, to be honest, man, I thought it was amazing, and it made Same. me so hyped for the season. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and I haven't watched as much Star Wars as you guys. I'm trying to catch up, and I know that they do talk about Mandalore in in the cartoons and stuff. But I'm really excited to see them or him in this live action version explore Mandalore. So I'm really freaking excited. Wait, Eric, let me let me ask you something, because I know you've been on the journey where we forced you to watch the cartoon series. Yeah. How far are you in the cartoon series? You watched all of Clone Wars, right? Uh, I've watched all of Clone Wars, um, and I've watched Rebels. I think I have two seasons left of Rebels, because I've watched two. Okay. Okay, okay, all right. So I don't want to go too far into Rebels, because you saw when Grogu, when they were in hyperspace, and you saw something in space, right? What yeah, are those... It looked like whales or whatever. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Those are very important. Into I think it's a teaser 
about what's about to happen. Am I wrong, Luigi? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I definitely think we'll see them again at some point. Yes. And I know that's also probably going to be connected to another Star Wars show, I think. I, I agree. I agree, too. There's another that's going to come out that's very important. Um, Joel, Eric's not caught up to Rebels yet, so oh. just be, be quiet on that. Because there's, there's the very important stuff that I want Bro. him to... <laughs> Honestly, for the for the sake of the show and the podcast, man, I'm only one listener, and I'm no, 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 no. I will no. still watch. I am no. a consumer. Yeah, I that's me a, too. I, I'm just I am like... a product of capitalism. <laughs> I do not care if I know the end. I will still watch it. Okay, no, I'm, I'm so there's there's a there's a character, Eric. Right, his name's Ezra. You know who Ezra is? Yeah, I know who Ezra is. Uh, those space wells have a lot to do with what happens to him. Okay. So that's all I want to tell you. So theme that was like, holy shit. It was pretty crazy. And it also brings, they teased another character and what was it? Mandalorian season two, uh, Luigi? Yes. Um, Uh, Are we talking about Ahsoka? Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm -hmm. Oh, Admiral Thrawn. I would love to see Admiral Thrawn live action. I think he is one of the best Star Wars villains they've had. Yeah, I agree. I honestly, he's uh probably above, not above. I'm sorry, no, I'm not gonna say. You're a whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a very smart villain, uh, which you kind of you just want him to be brought into live action. I know this is gonna be uh this is gonna be sacrilegious, but I like him more than Darth Vader. I'll say it. Punk ass bitch. He stays losing. He stays losing. <laughs> Really? <laughs> he stays losing, bro. Yeah, bro, he did. His losses, his, his, losses, his losses are amplified by the movies, but to get to where we are in the in the storylines and stuff, it doesn't happen without Vader and how he destroys everything, bro, yeah. bro, dude. No, no, <laughs> I'm not even a fan of Star Wars, and you're pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> That dude's the greatest <laughs> villain in the history of any type of series or show or comic or anything. They do put him up on that list. They do and put him up on that list. Sorry. So. Sorry, man. He just don't he don't do it for me, dog. He don't do it for me. <laughs> we're, uh, <sighs> uh, <but laughs> we're trying to bless you, right, now, Luigi. We're trying to bless you. I hope, now, I, I hope I can control the power of the force one day and I'm just gonna <laughs> shove you off a cliff, dude. <laughs> From like 100 wow. feet away, I'm just like, pop, and you're gonna be gone, dude. <laughs> you you feel like that about him, really? Come, dude, on. he's the greatest villain in the history of cinema. He wins. <laughs> he wins for a very long time until he starts losing, which happens to everybody. Yeah, we didn't really. I mean, listen. I mean, if you, if I'm you gonna, it, it might be a bit of a cop out, but the emperor had a lot to do with that. Like he was powerful. Bro. But the emperor took down the entire government, so there would, yeah, there would but, be no one to oppose. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're getting really into the sticks here. Let's I mean, get back to Mando. <laughs> all right, I, I want to say this. Technically, when he was young, and we first really got introduced to him as a young kid, he won a pod race, dude. Mm-hmm. He was winning. True. He was winning. <laughs> you right, dog. <laughs> you right. You know Bro, what? He the only thing that could in... beat him. The Empire Strikes Back. The Very only nice. thing that could beat him was his own bloodline. Yeah. Come on, bro. I mean, did you watch Obi-Wan? Bro. 
Don't. <laughs> We're not getting into this. Let's just keep pushing. He stays losing, dog. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Empire Strikes Back. That's almost it. The Empire Strikes Back. You're right. Probably one of the greatest greatest films. One of the greatest films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Anyways, yeah. let's, let's uh, get back to Mando. All the other stuff, all the Mando stuff. Man, what an opening scene, right, guys? Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> the Gator Turtle? That was pretty dope, yeah. I would like to say Croc Turtle. But uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, Gator Turtle schools who Croc Turtle, Gator Turtle. Point is, it's a turtle and something that looks like a crocodile. Either way, they 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 hit us right where we needed. Right, we got a bunch of Mandalorians just fighting a big ass fucking crocodile slash turtle. That's crazy. And then and... Mando comes in, just like I got this. Hold my beer. Mm. Ah, you, uh... you cheated though. You had a fucking plane. <laughs> Ain't nobody else have a plane, bro. I could win that if I have a plane. Come on now. Yeah. Mando got smarter, not harder. There you go. Oh, you made me laugh so hard I coughed. (laughs) Stupid. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He did cheat. That was cheat codes. Dude, he brought a gun to a knife fight, bro. It's not fair. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I don't know if I would consider that Croc Gator uh, a knife fight kind of beast. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying Darth Vader would have sliced his ass up, but. Yeah, Darth Vader used, would have used the force and fucking... Drowned his ass. Bag in the water. <laughs> See, can Grand Admiral Thrawn do that? We do? Can, can he... <laughs> no, he can't. He loses too. Yeah, he probably can't, actually. <laughs> no, man, but that, that scene was dope, man. You got to see all the Mandalorians and the ritual and all that stuff, and then just, you know, he, here he comes save the day. It's like, what do I got to do to redeem myself? Mm. Right? On his next quest. So that was pretty dope. Um, a lot of cute Grogu scenes. What everybody fucking wants to keep you interested. You know what I'm saying? Bubble freak. That's what keeps the kids watching, dude. Legit. My daughter loves that little motherfucker. That was... Look, I'm 31 years old, and his relationship with Grogu is my favorite thing of the show. Yeah. And then Grogu just spinning around in the chair like a little oh, yeah. wood. You know what I mean? Just little things like that. And also, just real quick shout out. Um, is is um, how am I forgetting his name? He's one of my favorite actors. Freaking Mando. What's his name in real life? Come on, I'll Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Is Pedro Pascal gonna win Father of the Year with Mando and, <laughs> and Last of Us? Because he's he really good at those lone wolf and cub stories, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. That, dude, he's that's his that's his niche, bro. He's, he's gonna pop out fifteen of those and he'll have a great career. Eric, it's funny you say that right now because uh, on TikTok he's like known to be like uh. They call it a daddy edit. <laughs> and, like everyone finds him like super attractive right now because he's a fucking daddy. You know what I mean? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Of course. <laughs> so, is he gonna win Father of the Year? No, he's gonna win Zaddy of the Year. Zaddy. Oh, oh my god. god. Got it. Got it. Oh, Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Get him out of the podcast. I'm taking over. <laughs> I guess Chile represent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh God! All right, all right. Well, it, well, yeah, we've been talking a lot of Pedro Pascal. Shout out to you, Pedro. All <laughs> right, what you got next for us on this episode? I know you saw some pirates that you have been wanting to see, Doc. Oh, the pirates. Um, yeah, very, very, very interesting on that. Uh, not, not the pirates that I want. You know, not the specific pirate. No. Not the specific, <laughs> but like, hmm, maybe they're hinting at it. But also, it just kind of shows how. You know that new planet that uh, 
fuck, what's that planet that they're in? Navarro. Yeah, Navarro. Navarro. How how much has changed, and how much of impact Mando has had on positive impact mm-hmm. on everyone that he's around. So I thought that was pretty cool. We're gonna see some world building there, and we're um, getting the droid back, dog. We're getting you know, the I droid just, back. Yeah. <laughs> um. I thought that was interesting too, mm-hmm. like when they reset it and they were trying to reboot it. Back to I don't think we're gonna get IG eleven back. I think we're gonna get another droid. Um that one that we will like. Yeah. In my or opinion. at least similar. Because yeah. IG eleven was dope, man. I liked him. IG eleven was dope. Safe Mando. Just saying. And that's that's exactly that's the next episode, I assume. He's yeah. gonna go get that memory whatever they said. The memory. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, like to to reboot it and stuff. So, yeah, dude. Overall, it was a great episode. It gave us everything that we wanted back from season three uh, for for Mandalorian. Also, I'm sorry to all you guys that didn't watch Boba Fett, aka Mandalorian season two point five. Yeah, yeah. Why is like wait? Why is Grogu back with Mando? Uh, What's that new ship? <laughs> yeah. Well, they put it in the recap, so hopefully you guys watched that. Yeah. yeah hopefully. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, man. All, overall, it's been. It was great. I'm excited. Uh, I haven't watched bad the rest of the Badge Bat episodes, but I need to. Oh yeah, me too. I'm like on episode two, and I still have. It's like... gonna be tough because they yeah. both come out on Wednesday. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll do some catch up, and we'll give you guys a. Uh... A bad batch update soon. Yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. <laughs> all right, guys, moving on into Creed 3. Let's get this going. Our feature presentation three-parter ends with Creed 3. We have all watched this film. I personally thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it may be my favorite of the three Creed films. What did you guys think about it? Let's uh, start with Jason. My second favorite from the Creed trilogy. I would say and that. Eric? I love the first one. Um, I would say it's third, and I'll tell you guys why down the line, but it was still an excellent, excellent movie. Damn. Damn, you liked it less than the second one? I'll tell you my reasons why down the road, but I, it's not that I liked it less than the second one, is that there's certain things about that the Rocky, the Rocky uh, franchise, franchise, and there's certain things about that I just it just I'll explain later. But it, it's it's an excellent movie. Had it not had these few flaws, it would have probably been my favorite, to be honest. Okay, okay. Um, I think I'm gonna agree with some of your decisions, Eric. From your point of view, I think I'm gonna agree with that because I think that's why it fell second to me. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll get into it, but yeah, it, it's it's just it's an excellent, excellent movie, though. Oh, phenomenal. Okay, let's get into it. So, the movie starts out with it looks like uh, Apollo Adonis Creed has retired from boxing. That's his final match that they open us up with. No. Uh, he has an amazing, amazing uh, fight where he is watching uh, to make sure that he can get a hit. On God, what's his name? Drago. Do you know who he's fighting? The what's his name? The, the Irish dude that he fought in the second one. The first one. The first one. Okay. And we all needed to know what happened to him in the first movie because 
the reason why Creed fought him in the first movie was um, he's getting ready to go to jail because he fucking did something stupid. I forgot what it was. And this guy was a top fighter in the world. Creed, Apollo Creed was nobody. And the only reason he got that title shot is because people found out that he was Apollo, uh, Adonis, I'm sorry, not Apollo, found out that he was Apollo Creed's son. And it gave that fucking name boost. And they're like, well, if this guy's going to go to jail, we need to fucking make money. He's going to be locked up for years and we need to make money somehow while he's away in fucking jail. So they make that fight happen in the first movie. So I think it was fucking awesome how they brought back that. Like, all right, because this guy was a top fighter before he went to jail. Now he's out of jail. He gets to fight Adonis again, who's Adonis is like the top fighter now, which I thought was perfect. In my opinion, I was like, whoa, that was like homage to the all the people that like watch. I mean, am I, am I wrong on this one, Eric? I, I think that I really love that point. And there's another point that I really love, too, because they brought back another character from the second movie, which I thought was really dope. Uh, like, just you can see, because obviously in every single movie from Creed 1 to Creed 2 to Creed 3, years have been going. So you can see the progress of Adonis in this in these films. So I thought that was pretty cool seeing that he got to fight this guy before he retires because he's there's a bunch of wear and tear, but he's been the champion for a long time. And after that final fight to seal the deal, because that guy was clearly in jail, you know, he's like, Yeah, I'm the unanimous champion. I'm gonna retire after that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was amazing. That's why it's gonna that's why it's second in my creed trilogy. Cool. Cool, cool. And uh Eric, what do you think? What what makes it explain to us what makes it your third choice? Okay. So there's gonna be like a non-movie related reason, and then there's gonna be movie related reasons. So the non-movie related reasons, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a huge character missing from this franchise, from this movie yeah. and from the franchise, right? So yeah. um again, spoilers, guys. We're doing a movie review. If you didn't get that by now, here's a clear cut one for you spoilers anyway um rocky's not in this one and so outside of the movie ian Rinkler is this like 94 year old bastard who uh like finagled the rights for the rocky franchise away from uh stallone now stallone was a young actor hadn't made it yet had the franchise had the idea had the movie script written everything it's all his he wrote everything he created rocky balboa and this guy big shot with money comes in says well let me buy the rights and I'll produce a movie for you and blah, blah, blah. And Stallone didn't want to do it because he wanted to be Rocky. And a lot of Hollywood producers didn't want to let him be Rocky. So he decided to sell the franchise so that he could play the role. Now, fast forward four decades, and it's one of the most successful franchises in the history of Hollywood. Um, made a bunch of monies. It has its own spinoff, which has been insanely su- uh, successful. But Ian Rinkler has now passed. Uh, he's getting old, so he's given his two sons the rights to the movie. And they are the ones that actually decided to get Rocky um, or to get Stallone out of this movie. So that's why we don't have Rocky. So that's my beef with it is that they're not doing this man justice, even though they've made buku bucks off of it. And it's his idea. And he's basically directed the movies, wrote the movies, starred in them. Um, and he's just not getting what you know he deserves from it. Now, he's, he's made wealth and stuff, but it's just not fair, in my opinion. Um, now, as far as the movie, uh, a couple of things that the franchise did very well. Uh, was your protect your your protagonist needs to lose? Yes, right. right? Your protagonist yep. your protagonist in this franchise needs to lose, and 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 
Michael B. Jordan and, and Kugler and whoever else the third guy was that wrote the script, when they wrote this movie, they had the chance to make something that fit into that storyline with with the with seeing Adonis Lutz, right? And they had it perfectly with Jonathan Majors as one of the best stars, best young stars in Hollywood. They could have built this up to be a freaking trilogy if they really wanted to, right? So, uh, you know, I'm going to spoil the movie at the end of the movie right here, but obviously Adonis wins, uh, which I don't think he should have. I think and losing it, and I, building for that th- that second movie with Jonathan Majors in it again to reprise that role would have been the clear-cut and best option, and it would have stayed true to the nature of the franchise. Yeah, that I'm going to jump on right there. I totally agreed there. It didn't feel like there were real stakes. Like You never felt like he was not in control in the movie, There was which no is fine because you get to see him be a badass, but that 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 takes away from your your... The whole point of the movie, like, you're watching the previews, you watch up to the fight, the third act gets rushed. I mean, it is just montage after montage. Mm. Yep. And then it yep. gets rushed into that final fight, and you never really felt like he was he was in any trouble. I mean, he gets Drago to fucking spar with him, for, for the love of God. And everyone's rooting for him. There is nothing going against him except for Jonathan Major's character. The stakes felt like they weren't realistic to me. At all, I was like, there doesn't, there's nothing here that tells me that this is really going to be a problem for him. What do what do Rocky and the Star Wars franchises have in common? It's a great question. I don't know. go the, on. The protagonist doesn't always win. Mm, I like that. I like that. The protagonist doesn't always win in these. Yeah, I think that's why Star Wars, the good Star Wars, always succeeds because Star Wars is based out of heartbreak. And I think that's why we, Eric, you're right. I think that's why Rocky was so well loved because the very it's, first Rocky is like, he didn't win, but we fucking ended up, he ended up winning. You know what I mean? Like he ended up winning like the love of the people. It did so well that it got a sequel and they got a rematch because like you said, Apollo even in the, in that first Rocky movie, he's like he needed to fight someone. He's like, ah, let me get this local kid. And the fact that he didn't, he won, but he didn't win by a lot. Got a rematch. Like, there's a lot of adversity within Rocky. Rocky scared himself. His wife didn't want him to fight because, like, he's like, you're just a fucking nobody boxer. Like, you're gonna get your ass kicked. Why are you gonna do this? You're gonna hurt yourself. There's yeah. a lot of adversity within Rocky, and that's why we love Rocky. And you're right. The fact that Rocky wasn't in it. It's kind of messed up, and they don't even dress him in the third one. It's just crazy. They 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 make reference to him because you cannot not make a reference to him, especially with how intertwined he is with the Donis Creed, right? That's he's, true. He's the guy who built the Donis Creed. Now, now another thing is the the relationship between the boxer and the trainer in all the Rocky movies has been amazing, including the first two Creeds. Mm-hmm. Now I forget the young I forget the man's name. He's a phenomenal actor. Um, he, he, play, he uh, plays strong side in Remember the Titans. What's his name? Wood Harris. Wood, Wood Harris. Less high. Wood Harris is a phenomenal actor playing a pivotal role in this in 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 in, in, in the franchise's past. That role has been pivotal to the character's development, and he doesn't get listened to in the movie. He gets ignored. He gets thrown to the way they wasted a perfectly great character that could have his own amazing story and amazing influence on the movie, but he's just some background character, and that's not what the trainer does in Rocky franchises. 
You know what? <clears throat> That's all pretty solid arguments. I'll give it to you there. It definitely it doesn't do a lot of things justice in the movie. But what I will say, on the opposite side, mm-hmm. the things I did like is I think that's one of the strongest opens for a movie that I've that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like it, it felt like you were going straight into a vibe. Like it just took you to a different place, especially with that. God, was it an was it an NWA song? Oh, I forgot. When he's it. walking into the gym, <clears throat> and the music literally stops when he says, "Relax and watch the show." I don't remember, dude. I can't believe I don't remember that. I'll have to get oh, back to you. It was a great musical scene. Um, I I I love the vibe. I think he built he built Adonis very well. I mean, he played himself. So, mm-hmm. well, he he directed his own main character. So of course he he built him up well. I thought he did a really good job of building up Jonathan Major's character mm-hmm. and how they really were close. I just felt like the turn seems to happen a little bit too fast. Like, don't get me wrong. This is not a, this is not a, a situation like Morbius where it just comes out of fucking nowhere. You see it build a bit, but I felt like the animosity could have been, it could have grown up a little bit differently. Uh, I, I felt like all of a sudden now he's, he's shitting on him. So like, it- what the fuck? If if I can interject here real quick, I think, and this isn't in any shape or form a slight towards you, but I think if you watch background characters, the scene at the at the producer party for for Adonis's wife, there's a scene where he, Jonathan Major's character isn't the focal point of the scene, but you see him in the back tip giving the guy cash. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. You remember that? I, I, well, I they look, show it later, I, I, right? They show it later, and he's the one that hit the guy with the yeah with his hand with the yeah. baton. So I think they subtly built up to it, but you are spot on when you say that it kind of just it doesn't come out of nowhere. But it's like there was no real like in 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 ugh, indication that it was like coming that quick. It kind of just felt like okay, there might be some animosity here, but it seems cool. And then he helps him get the belt, and then all of a sudden it's like go fuck yourself. Yeah, like even if you paid that guy off, you're like, oh, you're throwing this friendship away, though. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just, it didn't completely add up to me. I enjoyed the movie either way because there were some, there were some parts like I, I, even though there were a ton of montages at the end, they were good montages. Like he had his own version of the Rocky montage going up to the Hollywood, Hollywood Hills. Mm -hmm. That was dope. I was like, damn, that's cool. If I were Californian, I'd be pretty hyped up about that scene. I'd be like, that's right. (laughs) Um. I don't know if I like that to be honest. Oh, you didn't like it? Oh, I thought it was a nice little No, homage. well you you can't have you can't have a Rocky movie without a training montage. Yeah, and, yeah no, I know, I know. Yeah, and like he's and cool. he's he's moved. He's not based out of Philly anymore. Like Yeah. It's it I mean the success happens in the second movie where he's and even in the second movie he's not in Philly. So Yeah. I mean I mean you they're maybe not rip the idea completely, but they are paying homage and at least they didn't pick something stupid. They picked a nice scenic view of LA. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. And then <laughs> let's let's get let's get into uh, first off Jonathan Major's fight with the gosh the opponent Felix. he's Felix. Felix with Felix. Uh, dirty fighting, man. I'm surprised. I I don't think I've ever seen someone like go for the arm that way. 
in a boxing match that some of that I mean, looked like honestly, I, I don't think that was dirty besides the elbow that's strategic bro if you're going for an arm you got to weaken you got to attack it as a boxer, yeah on the outside but they show him like punch from the bottom bro i was like you do that in boxing yeah you can bro like as that's long as interesting both the weights bro you can go whatever wherever you want as long as you're not elbowing someone he elbowed him yeah, saw that. When deducted, obviously. But other than that, if you're going for the arm like that, that's not illegal. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, on the outside, I saw him going for the arm. Like, I'm like, well, yeah, like a... if they've got a weakness. I just thought grabbing, like doing the grapple and then punching the arm from the inside. I'd never yes. seen anyone okay. do that in a boxing match. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's not. But like there's moments where like he left himself open and he kept aiming for it there's nothing oh that's different yeah no it's kind of like in football right where like you know go for the injury yeah patrick mahomes has a bum ankle yeah but i'm not no that's i'm specifically talking about like going under the fucking arm and just like bam bam i was like what the fuck you can do especially in a grapple yeah, it is dirty, it is dirty <clears throat> but sometimes you got to do what you got to do to win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got you to do that shit sometimes, man. Make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, other fight scene, though, I think you guys are, are going to be more equipped to talk about this one. People are saying that it was like an anime-style fight in the last scene when they go – when it turns into like it's no longer in, with an audience. It's just like the two of them and the background is changing to different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a like a moment. Um, I think uh, Michael B. Jordan, he's a he's a huge uh, anime fan, and he even spoke to this. And there's moments in anime if you, if you guys are a huge fan of man- anime. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where like they usually like talk within themselves, like within their head. Is like, oh man, he's knowing my every type of move, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, instead of having dialogue, they get rid of the crowd that's in front of them, and it's just them too. Because there's a moment where it's just them two fighting with each other and that's yeah, what that was pretty nice think. it was a good little scene which is pretty awesome but like i kind of i kind of missed i wanted more because all of a sudden they were in two round. they were in the second round and all of a sudden they were back in the 12th round yeah yeah that's what bothered me about the final fight like it had great moments but then so, again it got rushed so it got rushed because okay so one Go ahead. Big shout out to Michael B. Jordan on his directorial directorial debut. Phenomenal job. Great. Um, the anime influences was definitely present throughout the movie, especially in the fight scenes, especially when it comes to the sounds and the angles of the cameras and how there was rotating cameras, which I thought was dope. Yeah. yeah. So that that was all. That's all awesome as far as directorial and vi- like vision, like visual. But um, you know how an anime the battle seems to be fought in your mind before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So to me, this was a representation of them fighting the battle in their mind, but it was actually happening in real time for the people. And, oh, okay. And it's, it's, I think it's okay that there's no audience in this scene. It was rushed because it does cover rounds three through 11. Right. So it did feel rushed because we didn't, it was only a couple, what, 30 seconds, yep. maybe 40 seconds or whatever, but, could have been longer, but I think it's a representation of it's 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 the outside noise is gone. This is two men who are connected like since childhood connected to each other with serious issues on the table and it's just them fighting it out. Nothing else matters. It doesn't matter what the commentator's saying, 
It doesn't matter who the fans are cheering for, who the fans are booing. It's these two men working this out the way men sometimes work things out, which is not through words, through punches. Yeah. And I think that's what the bigger, like, picture was for me as how I interpreted it was not necessarily that it, that was it was anime inspired but I think it was it talks bigger to the fact that like a lot of times when you step into a ring it's just an opponent who you've built up a bullshit issue to fight because you're going to get paid this was a man running from his past or two men running from their past running towards their future and it was an immovable object meeting an unstoppable force and it was amazing I like that and they do they do pretty much state that throughout right when when the daughter is getting into fights and, you know, Adonis says, sometimes you got to solve it with fists. And she says, sometimes you don't. And then later on, when they're talking about Jonathan Major's character, uh, Dame, he says the same thing. He's like, sometimes there's only one way he'll listen. She's like, then go do the thing. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. We, know, we know what this is about. And you see it after the fight, right? He goes into his locker room. They talk it out. They finally, like, hash it all out. And it seems like there's going to be a budding friendship there. And I really hope I see Jonathan Major's character again. Because, man, that was I, that was some great dynamic. I, I, I think uh, – sorry, go ahead, Jason. No, no, good. No, no, you're good, bro. Uh, uh, and, no, I, I love Jonathan Major's character uh, throughout the whole movie. You can kind of just see, like – like from him, from him in the beginning, like all he wanted to do was be champion, and like how he he's got to do what he's got to do to reach his goal at the end. He gave eighteen years of his life away, and he's uh-huh. like, "Yes, I'm gonna use." Like, although I love this man, I I might need to do some things I don't want to do so I can get to where my goals were. You know, think about it. Think about it. You're in jail. For 18 years of your life, 15, maybe 18, 15 years, old, and you you get out and you have an opportunity, you you got to seize it. Mm-hmm. Where there's people that have been in jail, they get out and like, they just still give up. You're like, I, I, I can't. So you kind of got to love that from him. Oh, yeah. It was definitely uh, – and I don't know about you guys, but I felt like a lot of the conversations between family members were pretty – like within his family, I was like, man, this is relatable. Like I could see these conversations being had in my home. <laughs> you don't know him anything, you know? Like, yeah. It's crazy. So so I think, oh, man, this is going to be crazy because the, the man has a pretty stacked list of performances. But um, I think this was Jonathan Major's best performance. And, and it's all in the subtleness of the changes in his character. So... Yeah. One of the things that I personally took away from it that I noticed is that they didn't do a great job of building up the potential, you know, turn where they're not going to be friends, where the beef is coming. Agreed. Jonathan Majors as a character where he's floating in and out of this, like, shy, meek, quiet dude who, you know, is coming back, like, humbly. And then there's in the same scene where it's still the same two actors, he's a proud boastful angry and it's like he 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 like tiptoes back and forth between these these two different people and he's showing you that there's two sides to him and he's showing you that there's two sides to what his intentions are through and you his can acting. even see it in his statements right like even yes. some of the writing like you can tell that he's like throwing small slights 
that uh, Adonis Creed, like very subtle. It's not even noticeable. Bro, but you're like, this is coming from somewhere else. This isn't that, just jokes. That's why I'm so glad that you said what you said about where that kind of you kind of get blindsided by it. Not that blindsided, but mm-hmm. as far as like scenes that were written in for you to like see it coming like a to train, catch on, <laughs> it's not there. That's not there. It's the subtleness. It's the it's the the writing in the script, and it's how Jonathan Majors acts it out. It is beautiful. It is his best performance, in my opinion. And it's crazy to say because it's a freaking boxing movie and he's done some amazing stuff. But this is really where you see how he becomes a character and how he can play. Oh, my God, it was amazing. Yeah. I'm going to hold off on my opinion on that one until I see Last Black Man in San Francisco and Devotion. I feel like I got to watch those two first before I make the choice. I I haven't seen The Five Bloods either. I hear that one's good. So I do stand. Like, when I like an actor, I stand over them. I'll go watch all their crap. Like, regardless of what it is, like, Amber, Jonathan, I can't. T- well, I yeah, I can't tell you how many Miles Teller movies I've seen, and they're not good. But he's in it, and he's my guy, so I'm gonna watch it. Yo, that's bro, my boy Whip, Miles. Whiplash got me, bro. Whiplash got me. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, the dude Great also has Oscar-nominated movies oh. under his belt. Like, so I mean, Miles, I I think Miles Teller and Jonathan Majors, um, ironically, as intertwined as they are outside of the uh. Uh, of the screen are going to be some of the biggest names in Hollywood, and I think Jonathan Majors proved that with Creed Three. Oh yeah, Eric. Like yeah, just to kind of add on top of what you did, what you said. It, like you said, it's it's those moments where, yeah, it's in the script, but it's those moments where like he doesn't say anything. Yeah. And the camera's looking at him, and you can see, so the turmoil within him, or like the anger within him, or like the subtleness with him. Like you said, like him being trying to be humble and yeah. appreciating what uh, Michael I, B. Jordan did for him and as a character, but like it's those moments where they're quiet and he's not saying anything makes bro, him a great actor. That this, this, the way he acted this, the way it was written, something keeps coming to mind. You know how when you're a kid, people tell you, you don't listen, you hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that applied to this movie. People were hearing the movie, but they weren't listening to what was being said and they weren't listening to what was being shown to them. Does that make sense? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That that honestly does make sense. Because I can see as a fan or, or just a casual moviegoer that you like Jonathan Major's character at first. Yeah. I don't think oh, I hate yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then you really fucking hate him. But then you feel empathy for him. Dude, it, you feel empathy for him at the end. I'm not going to keep ranting on, but listen, <laughs> if this movie's in my top 10 at the end of the year, don't be surprised. Oh snap! That much, okay. And it's still not as good as the first two. That's wild. No, it's 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 crazy because it's wildly better. But <laughs> there's they missed on certain things. And to me, if you're gonna be the best movie in a franchise, you have to live by that franchise's core values, and it doesn't. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. It's yeah, a, I think um, it's behind. Over, go ahead, Jason. Bear is above you, right? For you, Eric. What's up, Cocaine Bear? You're gonna put Cocaine Bear above uh, Creed? No, Cocaine Bear is a, a pure enjoyment movie that you watch one time. Maybe, maybe you know you're you're you know hanging out after work after a stressful day. You want to laugh a little bit. You might put it on, but that's a one time thing. No, that's not that's not making no list. Creed Three is gonna be one of those. Hey, son, daughter, come watch this with me real quick. Yeah, I think you're gonna enjoy this movie. You need to watch this. Yeah, I would I would agree that it's definitely got a lot. Of, I mean, to me, it's still my favorite. I. I can rage about some of the things that I don't like about it, but I still think it's a fantastic movie. I don't know. Well, 
it, it's either slightly better than the first one or even with the first one right now. Maybe it's recently biased, but I'm putting it slightly above. I'll have to rewatch the first one. Uh, overall, boys, what do you guys rate it? Uh, let's start with Jason. 7.8. 7. 7.8. 7. 8. Okay, okay. Uh, Eric, what's your rating? Jason, man, you set the bar so low, dude. What are you doing? I'm going to go 9.1, even though Jason came with a ridiculous score. Dang, 9.1. Yeah, it's a great movie, man. It's a great movie. Dang, I was going to give it an 8.0. Dang, maybe maybe I'm not doing it right. but Or maybe I need to rewatch it, but... Or maybe I'm just on the Michael B. Jordan hype train and Jonathan Majors hype train. Maybe I'm just there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of things that go into this and and I just I have love for everything about the people involved and I just have love for the franchise so it just goes up there for me. Hey listen man, don't be apologetic. It it we both say it's about better than 80% of of a lot of things, so <laughs> it passes for me, man. I think it's definitely rewatchable. I wish uh I wish my wife had been able to go see it. I think she'd love it too. I think my daughter will like it. Just give her a couple of years so she can get through the conversations more. <laughs> Eric, Eric, I, I'll say this: uh, my nine point and above, like nine point and above, are movies that you love on your queue. Oh well, in that case, this is going to be bumped down to an eight point six. But, but th- based off of that standard, I'm still going with my nine point one. That's what I'm saying. Like nine point nine point zero and above is movies that like. Are like your all-time favorite movies. See, but I noticed there's a key difference between me and you when we when when we like we had that app that we were sharing movies that we like and stuff. You <laughs> loved a lot of stuff because I based it off of the moment that I saw that movie and how yeah. much nostalgic. It so has. For me, everything is a like, and I have maybe ten to twenty loves. Yeah, yeah. So that that's what I want you to think about. Like, I think uh, 9.0 is like love, like like your all-time favorite movies. Uh, okay, well, this, like this a, would be like 8.5 then. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. I mean, either way, you, you're you allowed your your opinion if you want to go back to 9.1. Well, no, under Jason's criteria, it. it's an 8.5. My criteria, if you're a loved movie, you're a 9.9 or higher. Like, 7, Fight Club, The Departed, all those movies are 10s to me. Like, there's no okay, leeway. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, boys, I think, well, I already gave it the 8, so I guess I'll stop there. <laughs> But let's do some let's do some quick plugs before we say our goodbyes. Joel, you want to go first, bud? All right, you know what? I'll go first. Uh, shout out to uh, well, well, for you, Eric and Jermaine, especially for holding it down while I was gone. Especially a huge shout out to Luigi man, for holding it down while I was gone. Uh, shout out to Jamie for planning the whole trip, guys. If you guys want to. Very fun trip for a whole week, and uh, budgeting it very well. Let me know. Hit your boy up to Costa Rica. Highly recommend it. Uh, shout out to Joel for joining us today. You know, uh, would uh, turn it over to Joel, man. What you got, bro? Um, I really enjoyed this. You know, talking about all the shows, movies. I really enjoyed this podcast. You know, actually being in it. Thank you guys for inviting me to be a part of it. Um, I just. You know, whenever I listen to podcasts, I, you know, I laugh a lot, you know, and just everything. I'm caught up in everything. And that's what I really love about this podcast. And 
you know, I hope everything goes out well when I'm going back home. And thank you. Hell yeah. All right, Eric, what you got to plug, brother? Uh, well, first and foremost, um, I'm going to start charging you guys to be on this because I'm not, you know, I don't come for free. Uh, secondly, uh, no, I really, <laughs> really appreciate you guys reaching out because I love Creed and I appreciate you guys having me back. Um, you listen to the podcast. You've heard this before, Podcast Room 303. Um, come listen. If you are if you like sports or you like sports betting, a little bit of pop culture, um, it's the podcast that I run with my friends, uh, Nick and Jermaine. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, podcast room 303 appreciate you guys much love and much success man thank you thank you a big shout out to room 303 Uh, i've had two of you guys as guests on already still waiting for nick to let us know if he even listens to this show so (laughs) that'll be the day that'll be the day um big shout out to gabby she said she's going to edit this episode for us so shout out to gabby our our editor for for this episode so appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you again for listening, everyone. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at revenge underscore of the pod and bring in those mailbag questions for a mailbag episode. Uh, really hoping to get that out as soon as we have the right questions. We're going to get a few of those in. Uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod. <laughs>